For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and I hope you guys are having an amazing Monday so far. I hope you guys have had a fantastic Thanksgiving this past week. If you guys celebrated, I always forget that it's not a like universal holiday. It's really just an American holiday. Um, in my mind, it's universal, but it's totally not. So if you did celebrate, I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. And if you did not celebrate, I hope you had a great week. Um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, then you'll see that I'm not in studio this week. I am in Boise, Idaho. And, oh, man, that's all there is to say. I'm in Boise, Idaho. Um, and I'm here for Thanksgiving visiting my family. But when you guys are listening to this, I am um, traveling back home. So next week we'll be in studio. But something else that's exciting about this week is that you guys will also be getting a bonus episode this Thursday. So in three days, there will be a bonus episode of Manifest with Tori DeSimone. And that is on the Manifest Book Club book, which is The Power of Now. I loved The Power of Now and I love the guest that I had on for that episode that is coming out on Thursday. So if you guys are being part of the Manifest Book Club, the book is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I'll have it linked down below. It is never too late to jump in, to join, and to be part of the Manifest Book Club. 
Um, the episodes are obviously evergreen, meaning that they stay on the internet forever. So whenever you read the book and finish it, you can go back and listen to the episodes. That's what makes a digital book club, you know, a little extra special and fun. Um, so I'm really excited for that episode to drop. I also release the next book in the manifest book club in that episode on Thursday. Um, that's at the very end of the episode. So stay tuned if you guys are interested in reading the next book. We took a little, we're going to take a little bit of a break from, you know, spirituality and deep things um, to go into something lighthearted for the holidays. So hopefully you guys like the book that I chose. So anyway, um, yeah, that episode comes out on Thursday. And if you guys want to stay tuned, I decided to do a little bit of like some life updates I wouldn't get too excited. There's nothing really crazy. And an Iron Flame recap at the end of today's episode because I just finished Iron Flame actually this morning and I have a lot of thoughts. I've been putting a lot of my thoughts on TikTok, which I'll have my TikTok and Instagram link down below. But I just have some thoughts that I just wanted to like kind of put out there because I know a lot of you guys are reading the Empyrean series. I always never know if I'm saying that right, Empyrean or not. Um, I know a lot of us are reading that series. So I wanted to just kind of put my thoughts out there as well since I finished it this morning. But we'll get into that at the end of today's episode. So today's episode... Um, these are about the, I, the title says 10, but I actually only have nine things and I didn't want to like try and force a 10th one just for the sake of the title, but the title looks better when it says 10, but it's actually just nine. So, so sorry about that clickbait title, but these are 10 things that I have done. And since doing these things, my life has changed for the better. Um, these are all rooted in wellness and they're things that we talk about very frequently, but when I look back on my life and the past, you know, five years since really incorporating these three, these nine things, my life really has changed for the better. And also being out here in Idaho, my family lives out here. Like my mom, my dad, and I live back in Pennsylvania, but my sister, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins, and my grandma live out in Idaho. And my grandma lives in a retirement community and it is really, it, it just like, I, I mean this with the most respect and I don't know how to say this without sounding completely disrespectful. It puts such an emphasis on your health when you enter a retirement community because you see like all those people that are at my grandma's retirement community are very active and they're like 90 and they're, they're in their nineties, their eighties, and they're very active. Like they, you know, walk around all day. They have little jobs. Like my grandma tends to the library and they have, you know, like drumming classes and Zumba classes and they do arts and crafts. Like sounds like the best freaking life ever, but they're all very active and it makes me want to, continue to put an emphasis on my health so that when I am in my 80s and my 90s and my hundreds that I can, you know, get up off the floor by myself and I can walk down to breakfast and I can be active in hopefully one day I have kids and my kids have kids and my grandkids life and, you know, stuff like that. So it just, every time I'm here and I visit my grandma, it just makes me really want to be that much more active and in pursuit of a health and wellness journey for your whole life. I feel like 
there are so many trends and fads when it comes to dieting and health and wellness. And, you know, people now, like, I feel like people just want to be skinny, skinny, skinny. Like that's like what it is right now. But when I see like my grandma just puts things into perspective of like, you want your health so that you can have a long, healthy, fulfilling life. Um, and yeah, I just feel really fortunate to have my grandma. She is my last uh, grandparent that's still alive. So I just feel really blessed that at 25, I still have a grandma around and a very healthy one at that. So I, I just feel really, really blessed. And, you know, seeing her always reminds me of that. So anyway, what I'm getting at is that this episode um, are nine things that have completely changed my life since I started doing these things. And, you know, they happen over time. I don't think that they are, you don't have to start doing these things right all at once. And I think you'd be surprised that you probably already do a lot of these things, but from, you know, talking to my grandma and just from personal experience, like adding in these things really do change your life in a very positive way. So health and wellness, see related all the stuff that we love. So we may as well just get right into it. So the number one thing is exercise that I genuinely enjoy And this always changes throughout the years. Like there have been times where I very much so genuinely enjoyed CrossFit and extreme like hit workouts. Like that was like such, I I used to really love CrossFit and like the wads and that was really fun for me. I used to love like the really high intensity workouts. Now that's kind of transitioned and I'm really in a state of yoga and walking, um, Running was really big for me for a while. Obviously spin, I teach spin once to twice a week and I I enjoy that. So it really just is about finding what exercise you like and committing to it and sticking to it and allowing it to change over the years if it does, because it's probably going to, and just, you know, be flexible with that. But Exercise, you guys don't need me to tell you this, but you know how important it is. And that's why I really stress on finding exercise that you genuinely enjoy. So it could be swimming, it could be kayaking, it could be hiking, it could be horseback riding, it could be going to the gym, it could be walking on an incline, whatever it is, exercise that you like, you have to find something because it really is a constant for you in your life. And it's going to be there for your whole life. Like I don't mean to keep bringing up my grandma's retirement community, but they have exercise classes every single day. And my grandma says that they're packed. So it really is. And all these people are incredibly active and they're in their late eighties, nineties, and they're, you know, walking around without walkers and they're walking around just so full of life. And I feel like when I see people that aren't, you know, at this stage love like walking around all chipper and happy and they're in their eighties, nineties, or, you know, even seventies. I think a lot of it has to do with leading and living an active lifestyle every day. Um, and I don't mean to like really make this about my grandma, but I guess she's just like top of mind right now with, you know, being out here, but I will say that exercise is so important. And even yesterday, for example, um, as I've been out here, I've been going to different yoga studios and I've been loving that. And that's been really nice. But yesterday I woke up and I was really tired. So I decided to skip my yoga class and I just didn't go. And I had a very off day. Like I left dinner 
early because I was like crying at the dinner table for no reason other than I am getting my period in a few days. So my hormones were like all wacky, but I traced it back all the way up to my morning routine. And when I did not have my staple of working out in the morning and sweating and moving that energy and getting the endorphins flowing and just like moving my body, it negatively impacted me for the rest of the day. So even though like in that moment, I didn't feel like doing it, it would have made for such a better day had I done it. And it really is the epitome of what sets everything off for a very positive effect in the rest of the day. So I could not recommend enough to have a workout routine or exercise of sorts that you like. And this may take trial and error. You might do one workout and see that that's what you like. You might like a bunch of different things. You don't have to put yourself in a box of like, oh, I like you know, just this one, you can like however many workouts as you genuinely enjoy, but finding any sort of exercise and doing that exercise five to seven times a week. I mean, honestly, movement every day, even if it's just a walk, I think is so important. Um, but five to six times a week for workouts, they don't all have to be like super intense or anything, but exercising really will change your life. And when I started doing exercise that I genuinely enjoyed, it stopped becoming a punishment or I have to go do this or oh, I'm dreading it. And more so like I'm looking forward to this and I need it to be my best and happiest self for the rest of the day. It just becomes so much more mental than it does physical. And um, the longevity of your life, like your health span will thank you for it in the long run. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine. And that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so 
hot and uncomfortable but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with Asana. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number two, planning my weeks to the life that I want to lead rather than what I was leading. Okay, let me explain this. So kind of what I talked about in my episode last week, which was how to manifest the life you want if you're feeling lost in life. I'll link that episode down below. It's really honestly one of my favorite episodes that I've ever put out. But what I mean by this is last night when I was planning out my week for when I get back home to Pennsylvania, I started thinking of all the things that I naturally just do that have to get done every week. And I don't really need to go into specifics because everyone's different, but you guys know what I mean when I say this. Like we all have things that we just have to do every single week. And that's just like the fact of the matter. So yes, I write those things down because I have to get done, but then I also have this extra time. That extra time, I normally would cater it or just slip it back into habits that I'm used to doing, but rather than doing that, I now fill that extra time with what I want my life to currently look like. So for me, that means building up this podcast. It means 
Um, how do I want my social medias to look? Because I really put social media for me personally on the back burner, like my Instagram and stuff like that. Like I barely post on Instagram, um, on my stories, on my feed, like really on anything, but I want to begin again. And I want to start reposting again on my terms that feel good and comfortable to me rather than catering to an audience that I gained when I was in my teenage, early 20 years, because I, I'm not that same girl anymore. And I keep putting myself in like this box of, okay, like these people followed me for a reason, you know, five years ago, but I'm not that person anymore. So I need to allow myself to move on and post authentically what I want. Anyway, that's a whole other episode. I won't get into that, but I'll start to fill this emptier time in my weeks with things that I want to do that will kind of get me to the life that I'm looking to lead. So like reframing how I'm going to post on social media, like that extra time, that hobby time, I'm reframing that to lead a life that I I enjoy. Like I want to spend more time on this podcast. I talked about that in last week's episode, kind of how the direction of how I see this podcast going in 2024. I can't believe 2024 is right around the corner, but that just sounds so futuristic, doesn't it? Like 2024. I I feel like we've just never gotten over the fact that 2020 and 2021 were like taken from us. So now I'm just like, I blinked. I'm like, it was 2019. Now it's 2024. Like how did, how did that happen? It's like crazy anyway. Um, so I'm just catering my week's whenever I can towards the life that I want to leave rather than just falling in the mundane habit of this is what I'm used to. This is how I live my life. And that's just how it is. Like I've chosen to actively change that, you know, the time that I do have in control of with the things that I, I can be in control of. Like I don't have to do laundry on Mondays just because it's Monday. Like I can do it on a Saturday if I'm not doing anything on a Saturday or I can do it on a Friday afternoon, you know, things like that. So just kind of restructuring how my weeks look and planning my weeks to lead the life that I want to live rather than the life that I am living has really changed my perspective on how I live my life and has allowed me to, it's allowed me to really expand my thoughts more and my reality more, which has inevitably changed my life for the better. Number three is reading. Reading is so important. And I really think that reading has absolutely changed my life. The reason that I say this is because it limits scrolling on my phone and on Instagram, which is actually another one of them. So I'll get into that later, but it limits that. It also really limits comparison that has to do with scrolling, but it also just expands my mind. It keeps my mind active. Um, I find that as you know, my parents age, I had one of my grandparents, um, pass with, she had dementia when she passed. So I've seen memory loss firsthand and no, now look, I don't read studies. I don't know anything, but I like to believe that reading helps keep the mind active along with like puzzles and Sudoku's and stuff like that. And I really want to lead and live a very, very full life. And I don't want to leave this, lead this gorgeous, fill full life just to not remember it by the time I'm in my eighties, nineties, hundreds. I want to remember and cherish this life that I am building and that I'm living and that I'm leading. So I really want to keep my mind active. And I feel like reading does that. It 
feels really good on my mind. And it also allows me to escape. When I am reading, I can't think about anything else. And if I do, I make myself stop and reread everything that I just skipped over because I wasn't registering it in my mind. So reading really is a fantastic escape for me and for, you know, a lot of others. I know that it's really nice to just get lost in story that isn't your own. We are so caught up in a world that is so self-centered around us or around our kids or around someone else in our life. And it's really nice to just like turn your brain off and be enthralled in a story and in characters and in a plot that has nothing to do with us, but that makes us feel and makes us laugh and gives us love and emotions. Like it's, it's just really beautiful. And like, even when I read thrillers, like my heart rate will spike and like, it goes crazy. And it's like, that's just all from reading. So it really is an amazing escape and it feels good on the brain. I genuinely enjoy it. It's a hobby that I like and you can really romanticize it. Like what's really cool about where we're staying in Boise is that we're on top of like a coffee shop. So all week I've been wanting to get through Iron Flame so that I can start some other books. I'll get into that at the end of the episode. Um, but I've been wanting to just go downstairs to the coffee shop and get a tea and just sit on the couches down in the coffee shop and just read a book. Like there's something so comforting and you can really romanticize that. And if you're feeling any sort of way, like you can find a book that will heighten your emotions that you can really feel what you're going through and then kind of just set it down, pass it on or or whatever it might be. So reading is really so incredible. It's also so inclusive. Like if you find someone that also reads and you guys are reading a book together, like that's why I love this manifest book club, because we really get to talk about the books. Um, but reading and sharing this passion of reading with someone else is so cool and so fun. Like I'm really lucky my mom right now, her and I are reading the same book. So this whole trip, we've been able to like talk about what's going on in the books and that's been really cool. So it's a very inclusive hobby, even though it's something that you do on your own, it really creates a a community around you and that's really cool. And I feel like it just strengthens the brain and helps for, you know, memory retention and it just keeps you sharp. It helps with your vocabulary and things like that. So I love reading. It's absolutely changed my life. And the The way that I have time to read, typically my morning routine is I wake up and then I read anywhere from 15 to 60 minutes. And then throughout the day, I will just read whenever I can. I typically like to read when I go to bed, but sometimes I'm just really tired and just go to bed. Um, But I also read for the majority on my Kindle. So I'm able to bring my Kindle with me wherever I go and I can just pull it out. And that is really nice. So I love reading. It's absolutely changed my life and I recommend it to anyone. My fourth thing that has absolutely changed my life is getting outside first thing in the morning. Now, this is something that is newer to me within the last like two years, I'd say. And I can't believe that I used to just start my days without getting outside. I was never an outdoorsy kid. My mom the other day was saying this. She was like, we're not outdoorsy people. We're outside people. And I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, it means that we like to sit outside with like a a cocktail or a mocktail or whatever it might be for me. It's a mocktail. And we just like to sit outside. I'm like, you're so right. Like we like to sit outside on the beach or like on the deck or Um, go for a walk or like we like to sit on the boat or you know like things like that like we like to just like chill outside like me going for like a hike yeah I do it but it's not like I don't crave to go for hikes you know what I mean hey it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I'm definitely not an outdoorsy person. I'm an outsidesy person. And I feel so seen by that. Like we are outside people that chill, okay? And I, I really do enjoy that. Um, but I will say going outside first thing in the morning changes your whole entire day. When I, like yesterday, I keep thinking about yesterday, for example, because I had like a really shitty day, honestly, looking back on it. And it's because I didn't practice yoga in the morning and because I didn't go outside first thing in the morning. When I don't do those things, my day is really not set up the best for me because going outside, one, brings immediate gratitude that we've lived to see another day. Like that is something that we just take for granted. And as soon as you step outside, I just feel gratitude and I feel like such a world of possibility when I step foot outside. It just feels amazing. Number two, getting the morning sunlight, or even if it's overcast and cloudy, like you still are getting those rays. It is so important for your skin, for your eyes, for your mental health, for your circadian rhythm. Like there are so many immense benefits for getting sunlight before 10 a.m. So I really try to make it an effort to do that every single day. My mood instantly changes as soon as I step outside, whether it's hot, cold, brisk, beautiful, no matter what, like I just feel feel so much better. Like the only term that I can really put to it is grounded and grateful. I feel incredibly grounded and incredibly inspired. And like the day is mine. Like I get to go outside and just breathe in the fresh air and really feel like I can do anything that I want to do today. I don't have to do my to-do list. Like when I wake up and stay inside and just wake up and then go to the bathroom and then read my book and then go to my to-do list, it's like, okay, this is my whole day. It's my to-do list. But when I wake up and I read my book and then I go outside for a walk or even just to stand outside, I feel infinite. Like I just feel like, okay, I can do anything that I want to do today. What do I want to do? Nine times out of 10, I choose to do my to-do list, but I do feel like that's a choice that I'm making and that I'm, I'm grateful to choose my to-do list. I'm grateful to have the opportunities in front of me. I'm grateful to work. You know what I mean? So I just feel a hell of a lot better when I have the option 
first thing in the morning. And for some reason, stepping outside gives me that feeling even now that it's cold and I don't like the cold, but even when I step outside and it's cold and I get that brisk feeling on my face, like it really does energize you and wake you up. And it feels good. Dare I say first thing in the morning to get that air because it's like, wow, I really have all the options in the world at my fingertips today. And it's just such a gratifying and grounding feeling and it changed my life. So get outside as soon as you can when you wake up. For me, it's anywhere from like 15 to 60 minutes after I wake up and it just totally changes my life for the better. I just, I, the only two words grounding and gratifying are, it's just the best feeling. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for it. Okay, the fifth thing um, that I have started doing that has completely changed my life, and this is cooking meals at home and educating myself on the food that I'm consuming. So much so that eating out isn't even appealing anymore because I would rather be eating at home. So cooking at home is so nourishing for me. It's so, whether I cook it or it's like a home-cooked meal from like my mom or my boyfriend and I will cook together, whatever it is, Cooking at home is so incredibly nourishing to the mind, to the body, to the soul. Knowing exactly what you're putting in your food and what you're nourishing for yourself is so delicious in and of itself. And then you get to eat the labor of your love. Like it's so cool. Like it, it really is like you sit down with like a bowl of chili in front of you or whatever it is. And it's like, I made this, like there's something really gratifying about making your own food and then consuming your own food. Um, it's really cool. It's really just self-serving and it has really changed my life so much so that I don't even really crave going out to a restaurant because I would rather just be comfortable at home eating the food that I cooked and having a home cooked meal for myself, for my mom, my boyfriend, whoever it is that's cooking, my dad, my grandma, whoever it is. Um, also with that knowledge is power. And I've really been loving learning about the food that I'm eating and where it's coming from. I have an episode up here with my friend, Ashley. I will link it down below. It's called diet versus nutrition and definitely been leaning more into the nutrition side of things. Like where does our food come from? What does it mean? Things like that. Also, another conversation that sparked this is my dad was over the summer recently diagnosed, I don't know if that's the right word, with, I think it was rheumatoid arthritis, and he's been put on prednisone steroids, and he now has just like a lot of inflammation that he's working through in his body. So he's been on this journey of what should he be eating to eventually get him off of these steroids because he doesn't want to be on them for his whole life. And I don't blame him like steroids are, they're a lot to be on every single day. So anyway, he has been trying to figure out like what foods to eat. And since we've been out here in Idaho, not eating what he normally eats at home, he's had like flare ups again. And I really think it's because he hasn't been eating as like cleanly and fattily as he does at home. Like at home, he really focuses on eating whole eggs and avocado and, you know, extra virgin olive oil and no, no grains or carbs, not because they're like bad, just because of like the fortified flour and the enrichment and all that sort of stuff. Like you can do your own research. I'll link down below an episode, um, of this one guest that Joe Rogan had on that my dad listened to this episode and he was like, I need to really try this. And my dad felt really good effects like right away. And then I've kind of been trying to just learn more about it and eat more like this. And I just feel amazing too. So 
really just learning more about the food that I'm eating and properly nurturing my body again for the long haul, like it, it adds up over time. And I just want to make sure that I'm nurturing my body. And I find that cooking at home and just being knowledgeable about what it is that I'm consuming and what I'm eating has only been for the better. And it's been something that has really changed my life and I love it. So I couldn't recommend that enough. The sixth thing is to level up my thinking. Now, this goes along with everything that we've talked about on the show for the past couple of years, so it really shouldn't come at a big surprise. But the show is called Manifest with Tori Simone, so I felt like I kind of had to include this one. But this has been something that I've been practicing for the last, oh gosh, eight years at this point. And that's the practice of manifestation. And I will link a few of my older episodes down below of like a manifestation crash course, what is manifesting, things like that. Um, But as soon as I learned that I was in control of my thoughts and that there are practices to help you really dial in that skill, such as meditation, such as reading books like The Power of Now, like The Untethered Soul, like The Alchemist, things like that. There are practices that can really strengthen that muscle for you. And once you really kind of grasp onto what manifestation is and that you are in charge of your thinking and how your life goes is all just a perception of your thoughts and your reality. And you're really projecting that out into the world. You really do change your life, like change your thoughts, change your life. And if that is not the truth, I don't know what else is like. The world as we see it is nothing more than a reflection of our thoughts. The world that we know is nothing more than experience of our own nervous system. And whether that be our eyes, our brains, our nerves, our our, our beings, our, our nervous system. So knowing that that is, once you're in control of that and you change your thoughts, you are going to change your life. So really just leveling up my thinking and rather than, you know, always being down or thinking that the world's out to get me, switching my thoughts to really realizing that the world is there for me and that there's nothing I can do wrong if I'm doing it for myself. And if I'm leveling up my train of thinking and my level of thinking for myself, it's so powerful and it's so crucial and it's so cool, honestly. So If you change your thinking, you are going to change your life. And it can be small things like looking at yourself in the mirror and just saying, I'm beautiful instead of, I woke up with a pimple today, like, great, today's going to suck. Like, it really is just one small thing that change your thoughts one small way and you, you change your life. So I wanted to include that, but I will link some episodes down below that go much deeper into that. The seventh thing that changed my life is limiting scrolling on social media. I've really adapted this since I put out an episode. I think it was more so the beginning of this year. I'll link it down below, but it was about how like scrolling ruins lives, which is dramatic to say, but honestly, like I just kind of hit a breaking point this year where I was like, I need to not scroll because when I scroll, I doom scroll. And when I doom scroll, I never feel good. Like I just get and an immense feeling of comparison and dread and doubt and like I'm not doing enough and I'd never feel good about myself and that thinking is not going to help to help anyone it's certainly going to change my life for the worse not for the better and that's just not content and thoughts that I need to be consuming so when it comes to limiting my scrolling on social media. I've really been working on this for the past six months, but especially since I've started yoga teacher training in like late September, early October, I have really made it an effort to not scroll on social media. 
And I definitely have my days where I'm like, I just want to do it. And every single time that I have like a binge of scrolling afterwards, I always, I feel shitty. I'm always like that. It never makes me feel good. And I kind of think like remembering that is a good thing. And those moments of like, let me just scroll and scroll and scroll. And then I can't get out of it. And then I put it down. I'm like, hmm, I feel worse than when I went on. Like remembering those moments, it's actually better in the long run because it just reminds me that like, this isn't gonna help me at all if I do this. So with that being said, when I limit my scrolling on social media, I feel so much better overall as a human being, as a person, and I just could not recommend it enough. Um, like I said, I made a whole episode on this, which I will link down below. But when you limit your time on scrolling on social media, you have so much more time for yourself, more time to explore your personal hobbies, your personal interests, what it is that you want to do with your life. I feel like Social media just like stops us. It stunts us. And there, there's so much more out there. So I definitely want to be intentional with what I put out on social media so that when people come across my page, they find it inspiring or motivating. Like it feels like a happy corner of the internet because there's so much of the internet that is not a happy corner and that leads to so much compar- comparison and dread and oh, doom scrolling. Like I never want that to feel I never want that to be a thing when you guys come to manifest or either of my social media pages, whether it be Instagram or TikTok or whatever it might be. I always just want it to be happy and inspiring and motivating and self-fulfilling and making you leave feeling like you are better than when you first found my page. So that's always been my direction with social media, but I found that as soon as I limit scrolling, I am just infinitely better. And it also challenges me of like, okay, if I'm not scrolling on TikTok or Instagram for an hour, like what am I going to do for this hour? And suddenly the world begins to open up to you and you get to really ask yourself like, what is it that I like to do? Who am I? Um, what do I believe? Like you really do kind of reinvent and find yourself again when you stop just doom scrolling on social media. So limiting your scrolling will definitely change your life. Number eight is I have grace for everyone that I come in contact with. This has really been a big teaching in yoga, which if any of you guys out there are yoga teachers um, or NYTT as well, then you also know this. But a big part of what I'm learning is, and I'll, I can like do an episode of like, you know, 10 things I learned in yoga teacher training or whatever when I'm finished my 200 hours. But here's what I will say. Since yoga teacher training, I have found, I find myself giving others a lot more grace than I did even two months ago. And I think it's because I can really now appreciate that everyone is on their own journey and we're all just trying our best. And I just, I hold space for people a lot more now. I have a lot more empathy and compassion for people now than I did even two months ago. And I even think two months ago, I was a very compassionate, open-minded, warm-hearted, loving person. And I found myself being like that even more now. And it's really beautiful to hold space for others and to recognize that, you know, maybe you're behind like someone that's driving slow and it pisses you off, but you never know what that person's going through. Like maybe they have a baby in their car and they're driving their baby home from the hospital, or maybe they're driving slow because they don't have anywhere to be that day. Like 
And how beautiful is that just to be out driving because you have nothing to do? Like, that's beautiful. Like, I just have so much more grace for other people and space for them. And it's so easy to judge people because we assume everyone has grown up the same way we have. Or maybe I just grew up thinking that because I was so lucky to have such an amazing childhood that when I grew up, I just assumed for the most part that, yeah, maybe some people had it harder than I did, but doesn't everyone still feel a joy for life and a love for others? And the answer is no. Like some people grew up, most people grew up, everyone grew up differently than I did is how I'm trying to say. Like no one has the same childhood as me other than me. Like even my sister and I have totally different childhoods, but we grew up in the same house with the same parents, but we're two totally different people. We have different experiences and in her world, I'm the sidekick. And in my world, she's the sidekick. Like I'm the main character. Like, it's just crazy. Like, so when you hold space for other people and you really recognize that everyone is on their own journey and on their own path. And the reason that they are the way they are is because they were raised a certain way. They grew up a certain way. They have beliefs because of the way that they were raised or what they're fed or what they see or whatever it might be you really just begin to have empathy and love and space for others. And we're all just figuring this out, man. None of us have done this before. None of us, like no one has all the answers. And if they do, they're probably lying. Like no one has all of the answers. We can learn something from everyone in this world. And I think that is really beautiful. So yeah, that's really just changed my life. Just having grace and space and love And a shared sense of this experience that we all are experiencing for the first time. And this is a topic that I could just really go down for, you know, a deep rabbit hole with that I'm not going to do in this episode. Maybe I will later in another episode, but I just think it's a beautiful one. And I think if you hold space and love for others, your life will get a lot sweeter. It'll get a lot more pleasant and you'll have a lot more love and empathy for the other people in your life, whether you know them or you don't, you know, just treating everyone with kindness around you and showing and spreading love to others. It's just beautiful. And I I couldn't encourage it more. It changed my life and it makes me feel happier. And it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And finally, the last thing that has changed my life is to slow down. Where am I or where was I always in a rush to go? Like, honestly, where am I in a rush to go? Why are we always racing to get to the next moment of time? Like, why can't we ever just slow down and be in this present moment in time? I I was talking to a friend recently who just opened up a new business and she was telling me all these plans of her expansion and I loved these plans and they were amazing and they were fantastic and it was so exciting. And at the same time, I think of the next breath, she was like, but why am I in such a rush to get to the next state of my business when I just opened this one and I should be enjoying it? And it was a great question. And it was one that made me think and made me slow down too, because how often do we all do that? Where, you know, we, we want to hit a goal, we hit it and we don't even celebrate it. We just say like, okay, moving on. What's next? We never get to slow down or we never choose, I should say, to slow down and really live in the moment and savor it and celebrate it. Why? Like, where are we always in a rush to go? 
where am I in a rush to go? Like even now as I'm recording this podcast, like I know what I have to do after I'm done this podcast session and what I'm going to do later in the day and then what I have to do tomorrow because I'm flying home and what I'm going to do when I fly home. And it's like, where, why am I in a rush to get through my life? This is my one and only life. And why am I rushing through it to get where, to be where? And let's say I do reach this place that I'm rushing to get to, which I don't even know where I'm rushing to get to. Am I going to look back on my life and be like, I raced through my entire life to be in this moment at the expense of what? At the expense of what? Like really what is it that I'm rushing to to be at, to, to get to? And for what? Life is meant to be lived in the present moment and in the now. And that's really the whole idea of the power of now, which is the Manifest Book Club. And it's a beautiful concept. And I love the idea of slowing down and living a slower paced lifestyle because really like there is no rush to get anywhere and there is no need to be first. There's no one booing if you're last there's no celebration if you cross the finish line before anyone else does. There's no rush of life. Like like I said, there's not one person that has all the answers of life and that has it figured out because it's everyone's first time doing this. So like, honest to God, what are we all in a rush for? Where are we trying to go all the time? Why can't we ever just slow down and enjoy the moment, enjoy who we're surrounded by, enjoy what's right in front of us right now in this moment? Cause it's truly all that we have. Um, and Thursday's episode will really touch on this topic a lot more. If this interests you, I highly encourage you to listen to Thursday's episode, whether you read the book or not. But when I started to slow down, and I, I, I really thank 2020 for that because if I was going at the pace that I was going at 2018, 2019, oh God, like I don't know what I would be involved in right now. So in a way, I'm incredibly grateful that the world halted and stopped and slowed us all down. It was a tragedy nonetheless, but I can't even imagine the burnout that was coming my way if that didn't stop and oh it's just like that's a whole other life you know that's a whole other person and it it's wild to see your life really split into two ways very drastically and have that choice be made for you because of the state of the world but if 2020 and the pandemic never happened the other way that my life would have gone i i don't think i would have loved it i really don't i really really don't and it's, it's wild to see that now in, in retrospect, but anyway, living a slower life has been absolutely life-changing and so beautiful. And I'm really, really grateful for it. So those are the nine things that when I started incorporating them, they changed my life. So like I said, these aren't things that you have to do all overnight. They kind of come with time. And again, they're things that I've looked back on when I was scripting out this episode and I was looking back and I'm like, okay, what has changed my life? And these were the nine things that really stood out to me. And, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for it. So let's get into my recap of Iron Flame. If you guys are not sticking around for the recap, thank you for listening to this episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I will catch you guys on Thursday or next week back home at the home studio. But if you are listening to the recap, then stick around. So 
Iron Flame. There will be spoilers. If you are reading Iron Flame and you don't want to hear spoilers, click off and revisit this when we are when you're done reading. Okay. Last chance. Okay. So Iron Flame. Here's my first take. I overall rate the book a 3.5 out of 5. Reason being, I think it could have been two different books. Part one and part two. They were so clearly two different stories going on. Two different big separations in how the books were going. I think they could have been two different books. I found myself very bored in the beginning and middle of part two. The end of part two, I was definitely enthralled in, but I can't tell if it's because I genuinely liked the story or because I was almost done this book that I was now reading for the last three weeks and I just wanted to be done with the book. So I powered through it. The ending. Okay. Zayden turning Venon. I have a lot of questions and I imagine that's why Rebecca wrote the book the way that she did because there's going to be a third book and you know it sets us up with a lot of questions and whatever a lot of questions that I have happen are in regards to the dragon dragons I should say like is Sigel going to be okay with with Zayden being venom like can he still ride like I I don't really understand that whole thing and there's a lot that I don't understand okay I think there were so many new characters introduced in this book and I was worried that this would happen. And this happens a lot with stories that I really like, whether it be TV shows or books that are in a series. They start out with a plot line that is uh, layered yet simple to follow that is solid and that's really good. And then as soon as season two, book two, movie two, whatever comes into the mix, then all these plot lines get so deep and intertwined. And then all these other things are added on top of it that it gets so like it's a lot to remember. And there's so many new characters and so many new rules. And there's just so much, especially with the way that this story is going. Like there's a whole history that we need to remember. And there's so many places that we need to remember. And there's so many like people to remember. And it's like, okay, what's the difference between the the, the generals and the wing leaders and like the executive officers and like, there's just a lot of people to remember. And now there's like runes and what's the immobunes or something and the wards and like how venom are even formed from the, the, the ground. But I don't really get that because, but I don't know, this has always been my issue. Like I just can't always keep up with everything. And I, turn to TikTok because those people do keep up with everything. And I also turn to Reddit a lot. Like with Salone being a siphon, I literally had to go on Reddit like what's a siphon and like read what it is because then it makes sense to me. So there's just a lot of questions that I have. Overall, I rated it 3.5 because I enjoyed it. I'll read the next book, but I will say it dragged for me. I almost had to take a break and read another book in between because I was like, I just... I need a break. I've been reading this book for three weeks. It took me forever to get through and I just want to read something else. I'm glad I didn't do that. I just finished it. Um, I read it straight through. It took me a long time, 
but it was good nonetheless. I found Violet to be annoying. <laughs> I will admit, I found her to be annoying because she was so grumpy. Like, oh my God, Zayden keeps secrets from me. It's like, okay, let's really talk about this because you guys, you can't go on dates, okay? You just met the kid. How much are you guys really supposed to know about each other? I get that she's like upset that he keeps secrets, but also let's talk about how he's intrinsic. I feel bad for him because he has a lot of issues, Aiden does. Like he has a lot of issues being intrinsic and now he's venom and he has like these powerful signets and he's so, he's just so powerful. But you know what I did really like when he and um, Violet were like making out or whatever, um, like in front of like Kat and all them, like when she was in the gown and Mira was like, oh my God, this is always them. And the general or whatever, I don't even know who these people are, was like, are you guys going to join us? And then he turns and he was like, I make no apologies. I'm like, I should start saying that more. Like I catch myself apologizing all the time. Like, sorry to text you, but da da da. It's like, why am I apologizing? I make no apologies. Fuck. I should start saying that. Anyway, I make no apologies. But, um, I just found Violet annoying. Like I loved their love story in fourth wing and I didn't get a lot of that. Like, yes, there were definitely moments where they loved each other and they were confessing their love. And Zayden was like, I mean, Violet at one point was like, you're my gravity. Like, so, so lame. So lame. You're my gravity. It's so lame. Um, but Zayden's like so in love with her and I just don't know why she can't accept it. Okay, like you literally have Zayden whose heart is ice cold and he's saying he loves you. Like, can't you just accept it, Violet? Like, we will take him. We, anyone will take him. It's so infuriating. Like, you're keeping secrets from me. Oh, my God. Get over it. <laughs> get over it. Um, And she really has this whole like, woe is me mentality for a lot of the book. Like, this is all my fault. This is all my fault. It's like, it's really not. But if you want to make it that way, sure, go ahead, like throw yourself a pity party because no one else is going to join it except you. Um, it broke my heart when Zayden was like, I always fail the women in my life. Like, oh, that really hurt because like Sigel being a girl is sweet. It really is. Like the fact that his dragon is a girl is so cute. And it, it, that was a, a line that really broke my heart. Um, and that was really sweet. But I, I have to think that his mom is Venon, Zayden's mom. And I also think that Z, um, Violet's dad is Venon. And I don't think he's dead. That's just my theory. Don't really know much about that. Um, Eric wasn't brought into the story as much as I thought he would be. Honestly, Sloane, I love. I knew she'd play a big part. So I'm, I'm really happy that she did. Um, what else? I just feel like there's so much. I'm so over Jack Barlow. Like if they're going to mend and bring him back to life, can't we have Liam? We want Liam. Like that's really who we want. I also saw on TikTok a like AI version of what, uh, Redoc, Rydoc. How do you guys say his name? I say Redoc. What he looked like, Rydoc. I don't know how to say his name. He was so hot. I was like, yeah, subscribe to that. Loved that. Um, 
what else? Where did Bodie go? Where did Garrett go? Like they really just dropped off. Same with Emojin. Like, and I really like all those people. Why were they not really included in part two of the book? That was disappointing. We didn't get a lot of Zayden in this book. We really didn't. Like we got a lot of Zayden in Fourth Wing, which I loved, but we did not get a lot of Zayden in Iron Flame. And it was giving me a lot of Twilight series when it's like the first book was really like Edward, Bella, Jacob, because it was like Dane, Zayden, Violet. And then the second book, um, Edward obviously leaves. And then in this book, Zayden was gone for a lot of it. And then Dane like kind of came in and saved the day, which was crazy. I like Dane. I always kind of like Dane, even when they set him up as a, as like the bad guy or whatever in the first book, I was like, I don't know. I feel like he's got a good heart. I like Zane. I mean, Dane. So I'm kind of glad he redeemed himself. I love Jasenia. I am eager to see how Sawyer will be as a rider without half of his leg. I think he'll get a cool prosthetic and that will be that. Um, I love his love story with Jasenia. I think we need Rydick to have a girl. Maybe Marin. That would be cute. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the whole Griffin, Rider, Dragon, Flyer thing. I think it's cool that they teamed up. I really do. Um, yeah, I like it. I think the whole like fighting over Zayden thing, like Cat and Violet was so tacky. I didn't love that. I just think it's so like middle school to fight over a boy like that. I mean, I get that it's Zayden, but... And Kat made her point. She's like, I'm not fighting for love. I'm not fighting for Zayden. I'm fighting for power. It's like, no, you you are. Like, you're jealous. And look, I would be too, okay? He's gorgeous, okay? I would be too. But it's just lame. Like, it's lame to literally, as an author, sit there and, like, write that stuff out. That's lame. Like, I didn't love that little trope going on there. I just found it very juvenile and, like, we're better than this. Like, come on. Um what am I forgetting to say? I didn't really write down many notes. Overall, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. I'm curious to see how the next book goes. Um, I have a lot of questions just because I don't understand a lot of the book. If I'm being totally honest, it's kind of hard to follow. A lot of people say that it's written really poorly. Look, I don't know. I was a horrible English student, so I can't really put sentences together all that well. So for me, it was written fine. I just think that there's a lot of people and characters and things and rules that they just kept making up. And it's like, I can't freaking keep up. So maybe just simplify the plot a little bit. Less is more. Okay. But can Zayden and Violet still be together if he's Venon? And why won't they kill Violet? And... She needs to get over him being intrinsic. I think she did get over it. I think that's cool. I would love it. Because then, like, if I'm mad, like, they would just know, you know? Wouldn't have to think it. And I feel bad for Zayden. Like, they have this bond already, so it's already, it's hard for him. He tries. He really tries. And I don't know why she can't just see that. Um, I also saw that it's going to be made into a TV series. I wish it was a movie, not a TV series, which I don't normally say. But I do wish it was a movie instead of a TV series. And they better do the casting right. Like Zayden better be perfectly casted. 
honestly, honestly, because these AI versions of Zayden are perfect. And if he, and if the actor doesn't look AI, make it animated at this point, honestly, just so that we can have the perfect casting. But it would be really cool to see all this in real life. I would be very curious. And I also am curious how big they make Taryn because I picture him being huge. And in a lot of the drawings and stuff that I see on TikTok, he's not as big as I picture him in my mind. I picture like in one of the descriptions, it was like Violet doesn't even come up to his ankle. Like he's a huge dragon. So I picture him massive. Um, so yeah, bring Liam back, please. Violet needs to just accept Zayden because <laughs> he accepts her. Like, why can't she accept him? Why can't she accept him? I don't know what she's looking for. He's perfect. Um, I also love Dane. Dane is like my type. Like to a T. But the the picture I saw of Rydick was like gorgeous. Stunning. Sawyer, I've seen Sawyer two ways. I saw him as a um, with like red hair, but then also as a blonde. I liked him more with the red hair. And I thought he was cute. Oh, um, Andarna. Love Andarna in this book. How she's all like sassy and so like adoles uh, adolescent as Taryn would say. I love. Um, and her being the seventh species. She's incredible. I love her. She's like, I waited 640 something years for to hatch. And when I heard of you, I knew you were my rider. And I'm like, oh, I love her. So I really love Andarna. I always have. I hope I always will. But yeah, that's my synopsis on Iron Flame. Um, I'm glad I read it. I'll definitely read the next book, whatever the next book is, whenever it comes out. And I will read uh, the Spark Notes on Reddit to make sure that I actually understand Iron Flame because I can't be the only one out there that struggles with it. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to my thoughts on Iron Flame and for listening to today's episode. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing rest of your Monday. Happy Manifest Monday. Have a fantastic week. And I'll see you guys next Monday. Bye, guys. Or actually, I'll see you on Thursday. Happy, happy Monday. Bye, guys.